millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello and welcome to this mini episode of the Mummy Movie Podcast, which will focus on Abbott and Costello Meet the Mummy from 1955. This was technically the first full-length Mummy movie of the 1950s, and the last before the series was officially rebooted by Hammer Horror Productions. In terms of the layout of the episode, as usual, firstly, there will be a little background information on the film. Then there will be a section on the historical accuracy. Finally, I shall review the film, saying what I liked and disliked about it. So, let us once again open the creaky coffin door and climb out into the tomb. Let us join the wacky duo of Abbott and Costello as they meet the mummy. In terms of the music in the film, the main credit goes to Joseph Gershenson. However, Irving Goertz, Henry Mancini, Lou Maury, and Hans J. Salter also worked on the music, but were left uncredited. The budget for the film was $726,250, which equates to just over $8 million now. This makes it easily the most expensive mummy movie made up until this point. Quite surprising, as we are essentially dealing with a slapstick comedy here. Once again, we see the return of the mummy Caris. However, in this one, his name has been deliberately changed to Claris. Unfortunately, Lon Chaney Jr. did not reprise his role as the mummy, and instead, it was down to Eddie Parker, who previously worked as Lon Chaney's double and stuntman in the previous mummy films. Considering that Lon Chaney frequently complained about playing the mummy, partly because he found the makeup and costume uncomfortable, his refusal to reprise the role is, I suppose, unsurprising. This is especially true as during The Mummy's Curse, which came out before this one, he was drunk for most of his scenes, and therefore, I doubt his heart was really in it anymore. This is also the final film of the Abbott and Costello Universal series, which included films such as Abbott and Costello Meet Dracula, 
Abbott and Costello meet Frankenstein, Abbott and Costello meet the Invisible Man, and, well, you get the idea. They met all of the classic horror villains, often with the original actors, but in particularly silly and slapstick ways. I cannot believe I am uttering these words, but now we shall move on to the historical accuracy of Abbott and Costello meet the mummy. Firstly, and highly unsurprisingly, most of the props in this film are completely incorrect. However, in the office of Dr. Zuma, played by Kurt Catch, one of the displays has a headrest. Headrests are frequently found in Egyptian tombs and were believed to be used by the Egyptians in life as well, both in the home and on military campaigns. One theory suggests that they were used as they separated the head from the ground, as things like cushions and pillows could get infested. It needs to be remembered, after all, that unless you are a richer member of society, you are probably sleeping on the ground. Although the headrest in the film is not decorated, very often headrests were decorated by gods such as Bess and Tauret. These gods were supposed to guard the sleeper against things like bad dreams, snakes and scorpions. Also found in Dr. Zuma's office are quite a few sistrums which decorate the walls. Sistrums are musical instruments. They were used by the ancient Egyptians and are essentially a type of rattle. Very often, they were used in sacred dances and religious ceremonies and are one of the most commonly depicted instruments from ancient Egypt. Frequently, they were used to draw the attention of a particular deity, which was often actually depicted on the sistrum itself. They were also used to draw the attention of the congregation to a particular part of the service. Usually, the person depicted as using the sistrum was a woman. One of the main villains in the film, named Samu, played by Richard Deacon, who acts as a follower of Clarice the Mummy, wears a crown which is clearly supposed to be the double crown of Egypt, but worn backwards. The double crown of Egypt, as explained in the episode on the mummy's ghost, was worn by the pharaoh and, unsurprisingly, was not worn backwards. Finally in this section, it is worth noting that in Clarice's tomb, there is actually a depiction of part of the opening of the mouth ceremony on one of the walls. The opening of the mouth ceremony was essentially a ritual that was designed to allow the deceased to do things like see, speak, breathe and so on in the afterlife. Essentially, it was designed to give the deceased back their senses in the afterlife. The depiction in the film clearly comes from a real example. In the scene, we see a man wearing an Anubis mask, lifting up the coffin of the deceased in front of the tomb, whilst four men anoint the body with various perfumes and water. This part of the ceremony was done to make the deceased pure so that they could enter the tomb. This brings an end to the historical accuracy part of the episode. I shall now move on to the review well, I shall simply say what I liked and disliked about the film and give my overall impressions. Firstly, I shall go over the elements that I enjoyed. There were one or two gags in the film that made me chuckle. The first of these was when they find Dr. Zuma dead in his office. As his body keeps being moved by the villains who are hiding in the building, Abbott and Costello decide to take a couple of photos of the body to take to the police. As they leave the office, Abbott asks Costello how many times he shot Dr. Zuma, referring, of course, to a shot of a camera. Costello replies that he shot the body three times and the head twice, 
This conversation is obviously overheard and misconstrued. This did make me chuckle. I also did enjoy some of the end sequence, where Abbott and one of the villains end up dressing as Clarice the Mummy, whilst the Mummy is also chasing them. This causes much confusion and came across as quite Scooby-Doo-esque. Finally, I will admit that the dancing in the film was easily the best part. The opening of the film sees a dance sequence with a lot of acrobatics. This whole sequence was really impressive and well choreographed. It was obvious that these were real dancers and acrobats, and the combination between genuinely well-executed sequences with deliberate slapstick mistakes was well done and very inventive. Further, although the later dancers in the film were not Egyptian and appeared to me to be more Indian in origin, again, it was clear that real dancers had been used and they were very talented. Unfortunately, for me at least, there were no other positives in this film. Humour, as with all entertainment, is very subjective, and I will admit I am not a big fan of slapstick comedies. However, from the reviews I have seen, this apparently is not the best example of it. Although apparently some of Abbott and Costello's earlier Universal films were far better examples of the genre. As always, if you like this film then that is great. As already stated, humour is very subjective and I feel like with a film like this, nostalgia also plays a very large part in someone's enjoyment. Unfortunately, this film did very little for me, however. Thank you very much for listening, and please join me next time when we will be looking at the first of the Hammer Horror Mummy movies, The Mummy from 1959 with Christopher Lee. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.